When any new engine is introduced, obviously there's going to be a lot of people trying to make more power from those engines. And there can be a scrabble, at least in the first few months after an engine's released, with manufacturers trying to keep up, manufacturing parts and developing new parts. Now, in terms of getting more power out of the B58 BMW engine that's fitted to the new A90 Toyota Supra, the cylinder head has a big impact on the power and performance of the engine. And the camshaft grind is a key aspect aspect of the airflow through the cylinder head. We're here with Kyle from Calford Cams to find out a little bit more about their brand new cams for this platform. Welcome to High Performance Academy's Tuned In Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes, we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech-filled interviews with some of the industry's most well-known figures for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. So Kyle, obviously the... uh a90 Supra is pretty new. We're seeing it being adopted really quickly all across the world. It's uh, a no-brainer that this is going to become a very popular platform for enthusiasts. So mm. you've jumped on this obviously pretty quickly with the new cams you've got here at PRI 2019. Mm. Now, I just want to find out for a start, what is the process you go through when you've got a clean sheet design engine and you're looking at developing a cam? What do you actually have to do? What's the steps? Yeah, cool. So the first thing we'll do is we'll get the, the cylinder head, the parts, the engine, and start to reverse engineer and measure the factory, uh, the valve lift curve. So in this particular engine, there's a, uh, like a, a compound rocker arm system for the, uh, the variable valve lift system that's in it. So we will get the cylinder head, we'll set up our cam measuring software, uh, and we'll actually bolt it to the head rather than to the, the cam and measure the valve lift curves of the stock cams and then we'll measure the cams themselves and then the tricky part comes of interpreting the geometry data to get those two curves to be the same thing. I think a lot of people might think that you just measure the lobe of the cam and therefore that is your valve lift but of course as you mentioned with a rocker arrangement and some geometry changes the lift and duration at the cam lobe doesn't necessarily reflect what you're getting at the valve and it's what's at the valve that that actually counts. Uh, Now just for those who aren't aware of the B58 engine the intermediary shaft that allows the adjustment of valve lift and duration can can you kind of give us the the two second rundown on how that works? (laughs) Yeah, sure. So it's a, uh, in this engine, the exhaust is like a conventional camshaft on a rocker arm uh, finger follower. On the intake system, there is the same finger follower, but rather than the cam running along that, there is an intermediate rocker shaft uh, that's controlled by an eccentric shaft uh, that the camshaft then rolls onto that. So what happens while the engine's operating, the the engine's idling, they don't run the throttle, They'll the valve lift will only be opening the valve a tiny little bit. Uh, and then as they advance or move the, the, uh, the eccentric shaft, it's changing the rocker ratio, so you're getting lift and duration increasing as it changes the the arc that the the intermediate rocker sweeps through so the idea is the idea here to sort of reduce pumping losses of the engine in, in the factory form so you're only really using the valve lift that's necessary for the power required rather than the throttle needing to be closed yeah yeah so it's a technology that's been around for a while we've seen a few different manufacturers that have run their versions of it uh, this seems to be the uh, one of the more complicated ways of doing it. Uh, 
but yeah, it's it's a it's a cool little package, and we've 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 sort of cracked it, which is good. Do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level? Join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com slash free and start developing your own skills today. Now, on top of that, the engine also runs a continuously variable cam control system as well, which again, nothing particularly new, but that's another consideration you need to take in there. Yeah, yeah. So for our smaller cam grinds, what we've done is we've only really affected the way we've shifted the phasing of the cams is we've kept the TDC events, so your intake valve uh, open and exhaust valve closing points much the same, uh, and really added, shifted where the centre lines would be because everything's variable, it's hard to kind of pin it down, uh, but we've affected the exhaust valve open and intake valve closing points so that uh, while the engine's still fresh, there's not a lot of parts available for it. The piston to valve clearance should be much the same for having increased performance but then of course you can tip it forward and move it you know so yeah so, so this is a big consideration though for a cam grind for a, a, an engine that runs variable cam control obviously you can advance and retard the cam sometimes quite significantly mm. so do you need to factor that in and basically measure the the engine the, the valve to piston clearance with the stock system so you can work out how much further you can go or at, at the moment are you just limiting it very close to stock for safety for the valve events that affect piston to valve clearance, we're sort of keeping those much the same. So with the the bigger cams that we have done, uh, the you know the B spec, we do our A's and B's. Uh, they will you'll be able to have the full sweep of factory cam control, and then we'll get bigger cams that we sort of we can't take piston to valve clearance into account when we're building a cam. You you need that much lift, you need that much duration. You need to figure out how to fit it in the motor, you know. And ultimately, that's a job for the engine builder to actually check and make sure that they've got yeah. uh, sufficient valve to piston clearance for for whatever mm. they're they're actually doing. But at this point, I imagine a lot of people are looking for a drop in cam that they can put in, gain some performance, and, and not have to go and reinvent the wheel checking their piston to valve clearance. That confidence that it's there. Mm. So once you've got the factory cam or factory valve motion basically reverse engineered, uh, what's the process then? So I, I'm guessing that. Uh, the there's not a lot of blank cams available for this engine that you can then grind? No, for this one, there's nothing available currently, at least that we're aware of. Uh, so with these particular ones, we we start with a tall steel bar stock. Uh, we'll rough out the cams that we, you know, that we've drawn. We do a full, you know, SolidWorks design of the camshaft as well. We'll uh, rough mill those out and then we'll uh, go to a heat treating depending on the material that we're using to changes whether it's a nitride or or a through harden these ones are a k600 tool steel so they're they're a through hardened material we get that uh, done we get them back to the to the workshop we will then straighten them because generally heat treating bends things uh, and then we'll finish grind and, and recheck straightness and then we'll put that cam into the cylinder head and make sure that all the numbers that we've that we've done are, are that's the final check. You know, when we're doing the the geometry mapping, we'll we'll actually make little stub shafts with one or two lobes to to check our geometry along the way and make sure that the maths is is what happens in reality because it's not always the case. So these ones are yeah, they're pretty good now. Uh, in, in terms of what you can gain uh, with duration and lift and still keep that uh, variable valve control, so uh, how, how much further have you gone? Like what, what is the specification in terms of lift and duration at 50 thou with these cams? Uh, so these particular ones, we've gone up to, uh, let's call it a 280, uh, like 280 and 282. Uh, they're around about 
236 degrees and 240 degrees at one mil valve lift. Uh, we work in valve lift figures rather than 50,000 cam or at the cam because that's what's happening in the engine. The engine cares what the valve's doing. Um, and with the lift, because of the arrangement of the rocker arm on the intake system, we're very like finitely limited for how much lift we can add. So we've only pushed that up from the factory 9.2 mil valve lift up to 9.6, 9.65. Uh, and, but on the exhaust cam, we've gone up to 10.6 mil lift. So, uh, with what we've seen in some of the testing, just some really mild cams, we've done a, a couple of setups, um, and just done exhaust cam swap outs and nothing else. We've seen, uh, you know, 50 horsepower increases just for nothing but a cam swap, everything else, all other things being equal uh, for the entire power range. Um, and it's pretty significant when you can gain power everywhere from a cam swap. Yeah, yeah, they lose nothing and they gain everywhere. So, and that was a smaller, smaller setup than what we've got here. So, I mean, we would expect at some point you're going to start losing that little bit down low for you know, the, the mass up top sort of thing. Now, when you are upgrading cams, it's not just the cams that you need to consider. It is the entire valve train and uh, with this comes the valve spring. So what are your considerations there with valve spring? Is, is it possible to run a cam of this nature on the stock valve spring? We look at that to start with. So for any new product, we will actually look at what the factory springs uh, are capable of. We'll measure them, we'll weigh them, we'll section them, we'll get frequency numbers of the materials they're made of, and we'll see if there is something that we can offer that people can just drop straight in at, well, on the stock valve train. Uh, not really lucky enough with the factory spring in this engine to, to do that. So we then have to look at uh, all the valve train masses, uh, the, the the geometry of them to see where that mass is going to affect the spring, how it's going to need to be controlled. Uh, and this one, as complicated as the rocker setup is, uh, a lot of the, the forces that are in it that need controlling actually are self-cancelling. So the spring is not quite as ridiculous as you might think when you see the big tower of springs and stuff everywhere. So it's uh, it's... It's been really good. We've, we weigh the valve, we weigh the retainer. Uh, in this case, we'll, we replace the retainer with our, our own design of titanium retainer uh, and obviously our own spring designs, which we get, uh, we get pack springs uh, over here in America to make for us. They can make everything we need to a spec we require. And yeah, we'll look at rocker weight. We'll look at moment of inertia of, you know, of the, the travel of all the parts that are, that are reciprocating and moving. And yeah, we'll come up with a spring that, is tailored for that setup and our cam designs as we push those parts further and harder. Yeah. All right. It's been great to get some insight into a brand new product and that process behind it. Uh, obviously, it is brand new here at PRI. If people want to find out more about this cam or your other products, how can they get in touch? Uh, you can get on our website, calfordcams.com. Uh, we have email addresses that you can get to us through there you can jump on facebook we're on messenger as well that we can talk to we've got a youtube channel now that we've just started up uh, so we're you know we're trying to get into that too um, but yeah or you can do the old-fashioned thing and, and pick up the phone and give us a ring in new zealand perfect all right thanks for the chat there kyle thanks very much andre cheers if you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on. It goes a long way to helping us get the word out there. All these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe.